what I call Vocal Minority Podcast. Two. Bradley Orr. Colin Samuel, sure is a fatty. Diego Fagundes. Poor Mark Bloom. Feline AIDS. Of the latest hit singles, including Jermaine Defoe likes the ladies. All on a new double album or cassette. Now that's what I call Vocal Minority Podcast. Two out now. Live from Colin Warner's brother's wedding, Mazeltov. Live and peeking out from underneath Julio Cesar's tiny towel. Live from Spain, Italy, and England's pile of tear-laden kits. Live from the Tottenham Hotspur... I mean the Toronto FC Marketing Department. Live from a pile of gently used club super sex G-strings. Live from the CNE's Colin Samuel Memorial Food Building. Hashtag never forget. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. God raise your voice. Willkommen. That's German, friends. So hot right now. To another week of audio bratwurst firmly placed in your ears for your football pleasure. You must now give your obedient Germanic attention to our panel. From Vaking D. Red, Fräulein Kristen Knowles. Hello. From Diorkis, Commandant Mark Hinckley. Guten Tag, Fräulein. The Bundeschancellor of Vaking D. Red, Duncan Fletcher. Heil! Appropriate. <laughs> and I am your host this week. The first guy on the Yorkies, Tony Walsh. Let's get this show underway. I've got to get to Dance Centrum in Stuttgart in time to see Kraftwerk. This episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast is brought to you by Pacemaker, Heart Attack, Trunk Shaker with a Luggage Jet, Beast Mode. I'm the new Clint Dempsey hip hop album Redux, featuring the hit singles Cleesus and Wingers in Harrods, featuring Kanye West and Mohammed Al Fayed. Available now at all fine closed Sam the Record Man locations. Stop it. Tight jeans, that's my wallet. Stomach bugs, so vomit. Scramble haters, omelet. Got air miles, comment. Instagram, leave a comment. See my followers, I'm not comment. Though I was raised off that ramen. Live from a room just off the horse palace behind Rico Coliseum, welcome to the 2014 30 Awards. <laughs> Hello, FC fans. I am your host, iTunes celebrity and star of the Lifetime Movie of the Week, Caw the Bitchy the Hawk Story, Tony Walsh. It's a moving story. <laughs> Some people say that one third of the way into the season is far too early to hand out awards. Here at the Vocal Minority Podcast, we say those people are nearly 67% dead wrong. It has been a unique and interesting-ish season at BMO Field this year, and your Vocal Minority panel have voted on what a website will say are awards far more important than the Nobel Peace Prize and the Latin Grammys put together. That's a high bar. It is. That is a high bar. Like, I didn't think you were going to bring yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's, that's, that's the, a high, I, tight ass of a bar. It is. Mm-hmm. Swedish and Honduran. Yes. The panel are hearing the results for the first time live. So without further ado, indeed, the, the Dirty 30s. It was former Everton goalkeeper Neville Southall who best said, 
When you least expect it, expect it. Here are the no- here are the nominees. It's obligatory. You got it. You have to see something profound and then introduce. Here are the nominees for the TFC Pleasant Surprise Award. Mark Bloom, Jackson, Jackson, Justin Morrow, and Bradley Orr. Say what? And the winner of the TFC Pleasant Surprise Award, one of the only awards completely agreed upon, Mark Bloom! Hey! Well done. Well done. Well done. Mark Bloom isn't here to accept his award. <laughs> On his behalf. Did Bob DeClerc. Did the drum roll drummers get a uh, get an award? I feel like we were going for yeah, a long I time. Was, that was insane. That was good. Drama. Good, good for Mark Bloom. Well done. Unfortunately, Mark Bloom, unfortunately, we cannot give you a bonus for that. We're sorry. We'll pass the hat around next Your week. rewards are in heaven. <laughs> Your mortgage is still at the bank. <laughs> and the winner of the Thailand Tourism Board presents TFC Best Young Talent Award, Nick Haglund. Hey! Hey! Well done, Nicky. Good job, Nicky. Taking 75% of the votes. Oh. Only one vote lent towards Donald Henry. An overwhelming... Indeed. Yeah. Donald Henry's still young people. Just because he's been playing for three or four years, he's still young. It was based on under yeah. 23s. I'm looking at you, Kristen, who voted for him, clearly. I'm <laughs> uh, not. God. Marcus. <laughs> nice play, Doug. I accept mm. what you're doing. Yeah. Deflection. Mm. Not every player in TFC land is a bed of roses. Sometimes there is a stink blossom in there, too. <laughs> Here are the nominees for biggest TFC disappointment in the player category. Kyle Becker, mm-hmm. Dwayne De Rosario, mm-hmm. Gilberto, mm-hmm. and Ashton Morgan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hardly his fault. And the winner is. <laughs> I, have a feeling. I have a feeling. It's a draw. What? Some of you are wrong. Kyle Becker. <laughs> exactly. Come up on stage and share this with commercial star Gilberto. Seriously. What? Okay. Obviously, this side of the table knows what's what. <laughs> Kyle Becker? What, yes, what Kyle we, Becker. What Gilberto? What yes, we, Gilberto. What were you expecting from Kyle Becker? How can you be a disappointment when the bar is so low? Well? Exactly. I'd like him to actually get over that bar. It's so good. I had the bar low to begin with, and he's limboing. Gilberto is not the correct DP answer. DP striker with zero goals. Come on. DP That's striker with a, with a massive work rate. You're both wrong. This awards show is descended in the madness. <laughs> Seat fillers. Corruption. <laughs> On to the next award. It is Sarah McLaughlin who still says, I will remember you. Do 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 do. And we certainly remember the nominees for the We Could Sure Still Use You award. The nominees are Bobby Convey, mm. Robert Earnshaw. Yeah. Stephen Fry, yeah. Richard Eckersley, <laughs> whatever, and Matthias Laba. Yeah. yeah. I think Eckersley's got this, guys. <laughs> Good feeling. I think he does. <laughs> feeling strong about this. Uh... And the winner with all four votes is Bobby Convey. No, no. Bullshit. Oh. Bullshit. Bullshit. Wrong side of the envelope. It's Matthias Laba. Guitar all over again. <laughs> Matthias Lava isn't here to pick up his award because he plays for someone else. <laughs> Damn you, Rob. As with, as with all award shows, we take the time for some silent reflection on those who we have lost. 
This, I will you. this one third of a year, we remember the following 182 souls that are no longer with us. Crew Cat's sexual partners. Thank you. Where was me, Dad? It's only been one third of a year. Below average. Usually I'm in the 300s. <laughs> Sometimes the cruel fate of temporary blindness doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> Here are the nominees for Visine Presents the Things You Never Want to See Again Award. <laughs> Bradley Orr standing erotically over Luke Moore. Stephen Caldwell flailing his arms wildly at an incoming shot. <laughs> Julio Cesar weeping in a tiny towel. <laughs> Michael Bradley's gaping head gash. Gash. Tim Lewicki sausaged into a TFC training jacket. <laughs> oh, Papa Sausage. My eyes. <laughs> and the winner is one of our closest votes. Oh, ooh. Harrowing. <laughs> Tim Lewicki sausaged into a TFC ah, training jacket. Hey! <laughs> Tim Lewicki sure is a fatty. <laughs> Classic Colin Samuel. <laughs> it was a Yorkie's heavy vote for Tim Lewicki's sausage jacket. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be one of those. Either divide that way or divide this way. I don't care. Shocking. Are you not entertained? No. Arriving on a double decker bus. Here are the nominees for the Biggest Bloody Eel Award for Best Designated Player. Oh, Gil's got this at the back. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Michael Bradley. Jermaine Defoe. Or Gil Gilberto. <laughs> and the winner with somehow only three of the four votes, Jermaine Defoe. Nothing against Michael Bradley, but, you know, he hasn't really... How many matches did he play? Seven? Eight. How many did he play? Seven? Eight? How many goals did he get? Seven? Eight? Two? <laughs> two. <laughs> Not that Bradley's there to score goals, but... But he has no, like, no, of course Bradley's awesome, but... I think Defoe has done a... You know, just done more done so far. Yeah. So the, the, the one who didn't vote for Defoe voted Gilberto, right? I, I mean, just his, his off-the-ball work oh, rate. Yes, apparently. Because, uh, actually, it was a, it was a write-in vote for Kyle Becker. <laughs> right. That was for Bradley Orr, actually. Yeah. And finally, our last award of the evening. They may not have the juicy and gorged wiggle of a big bloody eel, but without them, <laughs> this is more of a 32.2% season. The nominees for the Small Bloodless Exchange Award for Best Non-DP Acquisition rolls right off the tongue. Julio Cesar, mm. Dwayne Di Rosario, mm. Jackson, hey. Justin Morrow, hey. and Bradley Orr. Hey. And the winner of the Small Bloodless Exchange Award for Best Non-DP Acquisition. Justin Morrow! Hey. Hey. It was a close one. Two votes for him and one for two other people to not be named. Because everyone's a winner at the 30 awards! Except the people who Except the people who, Except Kyle Becker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a good night. Thank you. you. See that hair? 
Thank oh. you all, and remember, <laughs> old Gil once again. He just mm-hmm. he just can't get it. Done. <laughs> he can't even, he couldn't even get his own award. <laughs> but did you see him assist on it? Oh, mm. lovely! Thank Maybe you. He was running up and down the aisles, trying, thinking, oh, "I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get an award, Coach. Mm-hmm. Put me in." Nope. He's the guy bringing all the trophies oh, yeah. out to the uh, to the uh, yeah. podium. Best yeah. he's running back ever. and forth. Yeah, yes. he's he filled everybody. Yes. We gave a we gave a, a award off camera to a car actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, really needed that one. <laughs> Thank you all, and remember, one third of a season is still more than Mista ever gave us. <laughs> God bless. Drive safe and keep reaching for the stars. Oh. Tonight's TFC match review is brought to you by. When you're in the mood for a pint and some fine pub fare, look for the wildly waving limbs of the Caldwell Arms. There's no defense for drinking anywhere but Toronto's finest old British oldie-timey public house. Listen to the Vocal Minority Podcast next week when the Caldwell Arms hosts its annual Best British Accent Contest live on air with a chance to win a limited edition TFC Wacky Waving Inflatable Tube Man. The Caldwell Arms. Fine ales. Wild flails. Who on TFC is most likely to puke during the course of a game? Supporters. <laughs> okay, we're not really on TFC. Well, Colin Samuel? <laughs> He's always got a full belly. I was going to say Gilberto as he watches, yes, so yet another ball, you know, shank off the post or... That's true. Sky or just... Maybe he he projectile vomit. (laughs) Maybe the ball ricochets (laughs) off the vomit in a wacky goal to break his duck. Michael Bradley doesn't. Eventually, the realization sets in. (laughs) What have I done? (laughs) Six years of this. Oh no. (laughs) Julia. (laughs) Julia. Julia. The official vomiting noise of Major League Soccer. It was the best of weeks. It was the blurst of weeks. Uh, the one name dominating the MLS-related headlines this week, and that's Lander Cake's Landon Donovan. He was left off the 23-man squad that Jurgen Klinsmann's taken to Brazil, which caused a huge amount of outrage down south and a lot of amusement to all concerned up here in Canada. Can't be among the baffled by that decision. Uh, terrible news for Landon, but uh, after a couple of days spent moping, Listening to 1980s EastEnders star Nick Berry's Every Loser Wins. Every loser wins Once the dream begins In time you'll see Faith holds the key And every loser knows The light the tunnel shows That's the one. And also with a gift from the MLS schedulers of a game against Philly, he bounced right back. He scored twice in a 4-1 win. Those two goals mean he finally moved past Jeff Cunningham to be the all-time leading goal scorer in MLS. Huzzah. TFC's Jeff Cunningham? John Carver's favourite player. At BMO, as we know, TFC does love a, a good sponsored evening and a good sponsored event. Uh, apparently, uh, this Saturday's game is Greek Heritage Night. Oprah! <laughs> And, and, and Duncan, you sort of said you stumbled across something that was a, a possibility for the halftime show. 
Yeah, well, what they're going to do, Rachel Bonetta's going to be going out there and there's going to be basically just one lucky supporter who's going to get his seat number pulled out. That supporter will be taken to the, basically, to the centre circle where Rachel Bonetta will put on a strap on and proceed to spend the next ten minutes fucking this guy in the ass just as a basic representation of everything TFC supporters have gone through over the last seven years. Oh, well, Zorba the Greek plays over the loudspeakers to provide her with some rhythm. No, Zorba, no! This episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast is brought to you by... Clint Dempsey's hip-hop opus, Redux, including the hit singles, Sippin' on Gin and Deuce, and Garber Said Loan You Out, featuring LL Cool J and MC Dong Grabber. Available on Laserdisc and 8-Track at Byway, Giant Tiger, and Better Bargain Herald's locations. I'm straight off of that plane, studios I bang, G's like I'm kicking that ball out on that green, I never claim to be gangster, you can bet that I'm real, when half of these gangsters real is a $3 bill. Club, country, and confederation. With this World Cup, there seems to be a new subsection of support cheering for CONCACAF. Suddenly, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention the last time, there's folk out there who are proponents of cheering for teams within CONCACAF because it's good for football in this part of the world. Uh, I have to ask, why is this a thing? Are any of the panelists on board with this? Personally, even though I have no country that I have an allegiance to by birth, I don't get this. I'm not cheering for the US. I'm not cheering for Costa Rica. Okay, I am, but you know, minnows. Um, or Honduras, because them, but simply because we're from the same confederation. Are any of you guys cheering for CONCACAF? I say, F you, CONCACAF. What have you ever done for us? Except the Gold Cup. But Craig Forrest did that for us. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. I have no interest in this I am CONCACAF Thank garbage. You. It's just a big load of crap. I cheer for one CONCACAF nation, and they're not due to make the next World Cup until the moon hosts it in 2058. <laughs> Spoiler alert, the moon has oil. Nice. <laughs> I will make an exception for the British Virgin Islands, because hey! <laughs> Who doesn't want to see that on the sheet? Did you know, uh, <laughs> looking through Wikipedia for uh, team names and team nicknames, yeah. British Virgin Islands? Please, that means good. The Nature Boys. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yes! I was amused to see that. That's kind That's of fantastic. awesome. Their robes are fantastic. <laughs> Former manager, Andres Villas Boas. <laughs> hey, I get it. Nice. No, it's no, true. No, no, it's true. <laughs> no, it's He's true. He's not kidding. That's I thought it was like a boa joke. Like, no. Flair, nice. Didn't even catch that. That is excellent. Andres Villas Boas <laughs> used to manage the 29-year-old Andres Villas Boas was the, briefly the manager. Is that where we got his start? Or was he somewhere before that? That was his first manager. That was his first proper professional job. I think he was like about 29 years old. Well then. Could you imagine an I am UEFA hashtag? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, everyone would be jumping all over that shit. Sanchez. Like, shut the fuck up. No, I, I can imagine I am Oceania. Oh, yeah. those shitters wow. that gotta stick together. Yeah. A bunch of islanders. Yeah. Like three of them. But that's yeah. how the rest of the world thinks about CONCACAF, surely. As Oceania? Yeah. No, we're highly... It's probably just... We, the, we don't have anywhere the, near the as many Fijian islands. The vocal minority podcast is all... For goodness. Phew about the idea they should cheer for New Zealand. <laughs> I don't know. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> We all know shit. We, we know from our Micronesian listeners that they have a hate on for Vanuatu. 
Vanavati did Fagundes. Them over in that one qualifier. Yeah. And they will never forgive us for American Samoa's big win with that transgender player. Yeah. Still controversial. Yeah. They still talking about that. With uh, Mr. Bowties. Mr. Bojangles. The guy with the head. What's his face? Dutch dude. The Monopoly guy? Oh. TFC guy. The cleric? Aaron Vinter? No, the other one. <laughs> Next goal. The one with the, the boat. Wrong guy. That's him. <laughs> How quickly we forget. Wow, TR. We're sorry, TR. I'm sorry. The correct answer was Thomas Wrong. <laughs> hey, what's up, my hoda manja cats? It's me, Kruke. Columbus Crew mascot and PetSmart most eligible catcher 2013. Since we last spoke, Crewcat had done a lot. I completed 8% of my court-mandated gender sensitivity training. I licked my bits. I also did Denise, former Cruzidenta. Sounds like tons of fun, right? Sure, but you know what's not fun? Feline AIDS. It doesn't just affect Scottish folds, you know. It affects us all. Please, give generously. And also, don't spare or neuter. That shit hurts. <laughs> Thanks, Fruka. Thanks, Fruka. That was educational. Mm. I know what we can use, talking of Montreal and everything. What's the name? Mitsu. Yes. Oh, uh, oh we haven't had bye bye her in a while. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't even talk about her next week. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? Bye bye, Montreal. <laughs> it was bye bye Mon Cowboy for Montreal last week as Toronto raced away to a 2 0 win. It was bye bye Mon Gigolo as Jermaine Defoe went down with an ankle injury. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear. Stop writing prophetic mm. alternate song <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> Julia! Julia! It does work well. Yeah, it's the official MLS sound of vomiting. <laughs> it overtook zizzoing. <laughs> All right, just no, zizzoing is too good for barfing. Yeah, I don't want to ruin that. No, it's like a zizzo. I'll think of something for what a zizzo is. Uh, it suggests urinating to me. Actually. Really? Having a ziz? Yeah. I'm going to go around the corner and do a ziz on the wall. <laughs> Zizzo! <laughs> Up next, what a dilly duka is. <laughs> well, that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's kind of... That's what I get for podcasting with five-year-olds. Toronto's premier, oldie-timey faux British pub, the Caldwell Arms, is proud to host the VMP Accent Competition. Our first contestant, attempting the accent of England, is Waking the Reds managing editor and self-proclaimed actual English person, Duncan Fletcher. Duncan, give it your best shot. As an actual Englishman from actual England, I can appreciate the fine crafted ales and somewhat authentic old English atmosphere at Caldwell Arms Public House. It's not quite my native Yorkshire, there's no stuffed killed birds in window, and temperature in toilets is way too comfortable, but uh, it's pretty good. Not for Toronto. Uh, for fine hills and wild flails, my locals often the Caldwell Arms. Cheers. It doesn't even sound real. <laughs> good effort, chum. Join us later in the show for our next contestant. Nailed it. There's no need to keep going. 
know, we don't have a Canadian Heritage Night. So if we were to have this sort of thing occur on, on, on a given home game, what is the one Canadian icon, food stuff, what is something that's truly Canadian that you want celebrated on a Canadian Heritage Night at BMO? A Mountie bringing out the flag, because that never happens anywhere, ever. I, I just can't get enough of the Mounties. That'd be nice. Mm, yes. Also, free poutine. Not bad. Brought to you by I, a Mountie. Sure, absolutely. Yes. Personally delivered to Yes. Seat. In his hat. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a Mountie hat full of poutine. No, nice. well, no, the hat's where you keep the gravy. So, he brings you the prize and the curds. He tips his hat, gravy pours out. Ah, Every crazy. Canadian knows this. Well, I think the most Canadian thing is to grit your teeth as members of other nations whoop it up around you. So the World Cup <laughs> special food at BMO should be a bratwurst covered in taco meat, chili, eh? yeah. and spray cheese lovingly wrapped in a pancake and stuffed into a waffle before being covered in a delicious molten chocolate and served inside a two-foot-long French stick on a, souvla- on a souvlaki skewer. Warmed to perfection with a layer of Swiss cheese and served with your choice of a souvenir Brazilian thong or a Portuguese car flag. Mmm, <laughs> take big Uruguayan bites of that. <laughs> you take that big thing, you just deep fry it, just as a shout out to the Scots. There you go. Yeah. This sounds like epic mealtime, really. Mm. Nice. But you have to do it in your best Scottish accent. Well, of course, yeah. If you want to win the prize. <laughs> Why bloody wouldn't you do that? I... So, um, if there is one, back bacon burritos. Ooh. I don't know. I just made up, and it sounds delicious. Triple B. Tell me you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't be the most proudest Canadian if you had one of those sons of bitches in your hand. Is the burrito made of back bacon? Like, on the outside? Is it burrito filling with bacon as the wrapper? In design in my head, it was, they were the filling. I don't know if it would be, like... Hot, sizzling, safe. No, it would, be, it would be like you know room temperature. <laughs> I think you go with hot bacon inside cold bacon. <laughs> um, I expect that to be on the menu next season. All right, there you go. So I went a little different, and um, I chose a sort of an icon uh, from Can- from Canada's history, which is the the, the voyageur. So a little nod to our voyageurs, but uh, TFC will play in. Full Voyager gear. Oh. Mm. Stocking cap. Nice. The plaid. The flying canoe. That, that's oh, a yeah. great tactic. Absolutely. Yeah. That is, you know, you've got the flying V for the Mighty Ducks. We've got the flying canoe. This is... This is... Our back four rolls on a log. Shh. Don't be giving it away, man. <laughs> you can get through. <laughs> and, that's you know, it's the, the halftime show <laughs> canoe contests. <laughs> There's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be log rolling. Nice. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a whole, it's a whole day. It's a whole family fun. Talking your best stereotype Canadian accent, eh? Right, eh? My eh. hat is glowing. Just, <laughs> just, just hearing it. People think we're slow, but this is a Canadian podcast. This episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast is brought to you by. I'm all about them W's. I can't afford no L's. Right, Rita, the brand new hip hop album from U.S. soccer star and rap fiend Clint Dempsey, featuring the hit singles "Straight Out of Craven Cottage" and 42211's a joke" with Flavor Flav, Tiesto, and Jurgen Klinsmann. Get it now on YouTube. It's like iTunes for people with no computers. This all truth when I'm talking, truth when I'm talking, truth when I'm talking. We hit the spot in this pop, spot in this pop, spot in this pop. 
Uh, that lead equaliser, however, was apparently the final straw, and thus we finally have a winner in the MLS 2014 sack race. Hang your head in shame, Clopas and Saputo, as Philly's John Hackworth takes the checkered flag. Assistant coach Jim Curtin takes over as interim manager. In it's fact, curtains. you might say it's curtains for Hackworth. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia Union CEO Nick Sakovich said in a club <laughs> statement. <laughs> really? That's his name. I have no idea how to pronounce it. But it is Sakovich. <laughs> from here on, it's Sakovich. Sakovich. Jobs never safe with Sakovich. Sakovich. Let's just stick with Sakovich. You must be right the first time. Absolutely. Anyway, Philadelphia Union CEO Nick Sakovich said in a club statement. We are a very ambitious club, and although we're just in our fifth season, we expect to win and be in the top tier of MLS. Today we will begin a serious global search for a team manager who will help guide us to our goal of competing to win the MLS Cup. Philadelphia is a major market, and we expect that there will be significant interest from a wide variety of qualified candidates to become Philadelphia Union's team manager. Yes, Mark Inkley. Was there an asterisk next to that phrase, global search, as in... Uh, global search equals greater Philadelphia metro area. I think so. Okay, just checking. Yeah, yeah. Kristen Knowles. We're fresh princes in interview. <laughs> um, I don't think that's, that's in Bel Air. That's way on the short list. Mm. <laughs> Jazzy, He's Jazzy Jeffs. Away. He's already moved away. Mm. Mm. Nice. Jazzy Jeffs still in town. He should go after Mickey, Rocky's coach. <laughs> no shot, Union. No <laughs> shot. <laughs> <laughs> He was also the penguin. penguin. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Dan Lovitz. Oh my god. He just put in ten seconds. Jeez. Lazy. Lazy. Did, did he even have one good pass? No. I saw one, did one he have shot. one bad I saw pass? Nothing did he, did he even touch the ball? I, I don't think he did. I... That was an effortless Zero. performance. That was an effortless performance Could by Dan Lovitz. Yeah, no effort. <laughs> that's a shame. Concussion jokes, really? <laughs> what? Think about it. He can't. <laughs> We've covered concussions, <laughs> chemotherapy. His vision just wasn't in there. <laughs> we are and good on and good on Nelson for identifying that quickly. Line crossed again. Yes. Keep drawing that line. We're just gonna keep crossing. it back. You don't want us Pushing to cross lines. Back. Stop drawing. The line is actually outside the VMP studio now. <laughs> Welcome back. Next up in the Caldwell Arms accent competition, and attempting to beat Duncan Fletcher's passable English accent, writer and graphic artist from the Yorkies, Mark Hinckley and his finest Scottish brogue. Mark. Up your kill, you wee beasties! The Caldwell Arms reminds me of coming across a mossy stone cottage after hunting Nessie and the other Hebrides. If you need the wind put back in your bagpipes, the Coldwell Arms is your home away from home. If it's not the Coldwell Arms, it's crap! I'll stick it up your ass! Wow! That is some outstanding work! It's like being back on the streets of Edinburgh. We'll be back later with our third contestant. Get the fucking... As we mentioned earlier on, Houston has jumped back on the shirt sponsor bandwagon. I asked the panel, give me your best new shirt sponsor for any other MLS club of your choice. Chivas USA. There's a partnership so apparent that I'm shocked it hasn't happened yet. And if we all took it, I will laugh. I, it could Seriously? happen. Uh, Chivas Real. Because... Uh, it didn't happen. Ah. I heard it was a bad 
friends. Friend. How have they continued to ignore such a perfect sponsor? Well, I miss that. Except for, of course, that, you know, an old, ages old, world-renowned Scotch company not wanting to be tarnished with the horror show that is Shiva's USA. Mm. But, you know, they're winning now. So, hey, time to take a chance on that little club. Yes. Good yeah. point. I hear if they do that, it's going to take them 15 years to get good. Mm. <laughs> Scotch joke. Mark nice. Hinkley, I can, I can smell a Chivas USA coming a mile away. Yes, you can. <laughs> but can you smell that the sponsor would be Drano? Uh, it's not because that they're crap that they get Drano. It's because the colors match. And they're crap. Guess which team I picked. <laughs> I have no idea. Chivas USA! No! <laughs> but my shirt sponsor for them was Old El Paso. <laughs> because both of them are only sort of kind of Mexican. <laughs> Uh, is this are we going with four is it going to be another Chivas USA Duncan Fletcher don't let the side down we never pick something else you know it explodes if we all agree this is a retirement match if it's four in a row this is the last show this is like hair versus mask I will say Chivas USA well good night everybody it's been fun I'll see myself out and we're going to go with a, a very uh, kind of modern, new era sponsorship <laughs> on the front of the jersey. It's just going to say Goatsy. <laughs> oh, the guy, the guy who scored the goal. No, no, not him. Look it up, folks. Goatsy, it's a great company. Google them. It has to be one of those shirts like Hatafi had, where you pull it over your head. <laughs> <laughs> Next door, I put it. We're getting that made, guys. It's going to be the best. Yes. Hashtag Goatsy. <laughs> I don't know who these strangers are that have broken into my house. Thank God this is the last podcast. episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that, now that we've all agreed on something, this experiment has been wonderful. Holy crap, how did that happen? That was great. Gonna got beaten, man. Let a shot between your legs. Now the USA's ahead. Gonna the cup had just begun, but now you've gone and thrown it all away. Gonna you gave it a good try, but you won't be going past the group stage. Carry on, carry on. But you got to be And I'll tell you who won't make it, uh, which is Australia. Uh, they won't make it because ankle shackles really don't help with playing football. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, referees are now wise to the tactic of smuggling extra players onto the pitch in the starting 11 shorts. <laughs> And also, if they win, we'd have to burn the goalposts and put them in an urn. And that'd be a really awkward end to the tournament. So, no to Australia. We can have the hat trick. <laughs> Phenomenal. Well cock, done. Uh, hat with cock dangling off it. Trick. Of course. Mm. Struth. Listen, I think we know that what really happened here. That glory hog friend O'Leary was like, let's play a 4-3-3. And Ryan Nelson was like, oh, okay, and that Kiwi, you know, I don't want to say anything bad to this fiery Irishman. And then Nelson fell to the ground in the tunnel, was having fetal position convulsions, 
I'm just saying, 442, 442. And they had to like make up an injury for Gilberto <laughs> just to get Ryan Nelson out of the fetal position and let him play his 442. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Pretty sure I read that on the internet. Plausible. Yeah. Yeah. Plausible. Totally plausible. I've got an inside source telling me that exact same thing. Mm. I think I heard that too. Yeah. So, you heard it here first. Yeah. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> Two unconfirmed sources make one confirmation. <laughs> Done. Someone tell me different. There you go. <laughs> it's a good point. When the mainstream media comes out and tells me Ryan Nelson wasn't having convulsions in the fetal position in the tunnel, <laughs> I will retract the statement. <laughs> Your play, Globe and Mail. <laughs> this episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast is brought to you by Billboard Magazine's This Is Actually a Thing Album of the Week Redux by rap sensation Clint Dempsey Featuring the hit singles Let Your Backline Slide And Paid in Fulham Featuring Eric B, Rakeem, and Martin Yall Available now on cassette From all fine guys handing them out on a street corner all right, <laughs> so with uh, Old Gil's second goal of the season, ooh, uh, Wolf no longer at Old Gil's door. What animal is? It's still a wolf. It's still a wolf? Yeah, is I mean, it a the, baby wolf? No, the, the, the wolf <laughs> is maybe a little more circumspect now. Basically, Gilberto's fired a, like an air gun pellet above its head. It's kind of <laughs> scared it a little, but it's not like he's barbecuing wolf steak. The wolf is on the sidewalk. <laughs> the, wolf, the wolf is like 10 yards further back. I'm not really sure what's going on right now. But it's still outside the door. <laughs> I said it was, he, it's more of uh, some kind of badger. Hmm. Uh, Badger's it, still frightened. It snarls, it gets angry. It has some attack to it. But it disappears for long periods of time. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I'm going to say it's uh, it's actually the uh, rufous-bellied thrush, or the Ooh. sabia laranjea, which is the national bird of Brazil. Oh. <laughs> you Lears. know, I figure we're going to... It, it's turn. I, I'm, I'm going to declare after two goals, it's turn. It's turn positive. Wow. Wolf and, steaks. Wow. And, <laughs> wolf steaks are on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... and yeah. And it's also appropriate due to the reddish breast because he plays for our beloved Robins. Ah. Ah. Show up Toronto FC. Yeah. That's so cool. There you go. Tied in. <laughs> uh, I said a ferret. Interesting. Yes. Well, you, you think they're all cute and cuddly mm-hmm. until you tick them off. And then wham, they take the ball and they go home. Or they bite you. Whichever. But a ferret. Hmm. That was my choice. I was trying to think of a ferret as cuddly. Cute? Really? Sure. Adorable. No, they're not. They're... Just They're long stupid. hot dog rodents. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. You didn't go well. Anyway, I had a weird high school, but anyway. <laughs> go ferrets! <laughs> Actually, we were the Rams. Lakeside but... ferrets! Go, go, go! <laughs> Get in their pants and bite, bite, bite! <laughs> Alright, gang. You get into a gang fight at an international deli counter. <laughs> The sausages of all four Group G teams, Bratwurst, Chorizo, Ghanaian Mystery Jungle Sausage, and good old-fashioned footlong hot dog are within reach. Choose your weapon. Tell me why. 
chorizo. It's spicy, so if it can, if it cuts yeah. you, that spice is gonna get in there and really sting That's what I in the eye. Say. Exactly. Mm. Put that shit in the yes. eye. Yeah. yeah. No, my answer is exactly. Oh, sure. Two for the chorizo. The same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? Oh, I'm, a whitewash. You no, know, I'm gonna go for mystery monkey meat because mm-hmm. that. You never it know. It could be anything. There's, <laughs> you've got Ebola. You've got... Yeah, exactly. Other things that don't like you, Ebola. You might think you get out of the fight fine. You're like, nope. there's this little nick on my arm. Yeah. Nothing can go oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, I know. Huh? Later that night, sweats. You're pus? You're just a pus person mm, now. Yeah. And now you're dead. Yeah. And, and then you ask yourself, you should have went for the mystery monkey meat. The footlong dog. Should have had just a boiled hot dog. The footlong dog is good because the reach. It's a range You can, you can thing, keep right? people yeah. up. But it's floppy. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, and, 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 one, and we pretty much one stab, and it's yeah. broken in half. Are there length limits on the chorizo and bratwurst? We're talking, your, we're talking your average shop sausage. Okay. Yeah, bratwurst. You could see if it's a if it's a nice it's coil. A, you could jake oh, the snake on someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What if you yeah you jake the snake on with a bratwurst? No, I someone. I like Duncan's idea. You could do uh, you could do some Indiana Jones. Sanchez, track the crack the worst. Yeah. 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 Nice. Give me the item. by sausage. This is Obviously, the answer is there's no wrong answer. No. Mm. No. Any sausage can Except be for a long hot dog. I think we. Yeah, no. yeah. Too breakable. Yeah. Sorry, America. Yeah. Work on your casings. It's just too fluffy. Your casings yeah. are not strong enough, but your innards are delicious. Duncan. Who have you chosen to throw your allegiance to? Yeah, well, you, you asked that question and England's out, so which flag do I and. All of the right-thinking Englishmen adopt at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> at this table. <laughs> uh, there's two surprise options for you here, uh, which I think will serve very well. Uh, first up, Germany. What's the anthem? God save the Queen. What's the Queen? A German. Thus, for two more weeks, England embraces its German overlords, basks in their glory, and then can go back to hating Germany. But for now, we're going to win the World Cup. Woo! Yeah. Uh, another option, Argentina. Argentina, obviously not part of the Commonwealth or anything like that, but it's been proven we can go and take over whichever bits of Argentina we want to, so it's only fair to think of them as ours, because if we want them to be, they would be... Falklands. <laughs> yes. Falklands, good. Yeah. Nice. Political. So go ahead, win the World Cup. Ago. We'll invade and take it. Mm-hmm. The glory will be ours. Plus, we saved Germany in the war. (laughs) Yes. If it wasn't for us, they'd all be speaking German. True. (laughs) Brilliant. Our third challenger today in the Caldwell Arms Accent Contest is the Yorkies managing editor, Tony Walsh, who, despite being English, has a last name that sounds like Welsh. So he will attempt to do his best Welsh accent. Go, Tony. Oh, how I long for a leak. When I'm not playing rugby down in the coal mine, or singing the tunes of Tom Jones down the streets of Aberystwyth, I like to hit the pub like a young Anthony Hopkins out on the lash. For me, the only pub in the village is the Caldwell Arms. Gareth Bale, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Astonishing! Are we in Cardiff? That's two (laughs) amazing entries so far. Join us later for our final contestant. The, the only real comment I have with regards to the whole thing is the... Now he's got to say something. Mm. It's, it's been very good. All you weren't there, man. <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> you understand. Hard <laughs> mm-hmm. times for... No, anyway. 
Um, you know, there's obviously been these Spurs adverts throughout the season, but they kind of took that up a notch this time because uh, all of a sudden it's Spurs are your London EPL team. So a few thoughts on that. <laughs> One, are we supposed to have a London team, a Manchester team, a Liverpool team, a Midlands team, an other team? What the hell is that all about? Sure. My Cambridge team is Histon. <laughs> uh, two, I'm a northerner. I don't have a London anything. For goodness. Oh. I thought you liked Luton. Mm. Was that just the airport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you headers. And three, my favourite London team. Okay, we have Crystal Palace, because uh, I enjoy Tony Pulis and how everyone hates him. It's fun. Uh, and they did really well for my fantasy team. QPR, <laughs> QPR, because you know, obviously we got to benefit from the loan of uh, Hogan Ephraim. So nice. <laughs> that's your take. <laughs> <QPR>. <laughs> um, then West Ham. I got nothing against West Ham. You know they're okay. Big Sam's fun. Uh, Arsenal, meh. Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. Super rich, obnoxious John Terry captain Chelsea, and then Tottenham. For goodness, Tottenham. A year ago, no, even like six months ago, Tottenham would have been like second or third on that list. No? For goodness! Anyway, carry on. I thought it was the Extreme Polo League. Yeah. I said Kensington Clip Clops were my favourite team. Oh, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're my favourite London Extreme Polo League team. <laughs> because I don't call that league the EPL. No. Bye, Spurs. Bye, Spurs. See you in 2016. Thanks for visiting. Mm-hmm. We'll bring Duncan. <laughs> and his Crystal Palace kit. <laughs> uh, so, other than going to Club Meet Super Six, what will our intrepid mm. podcasters, I mean Reds, do this weekend? Uh, Jermaine Defoe will be going to check out Mount Royal. Uh, he's hoping to find Kate Middleton. Ha! 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 Wait, as soon as you said that, I first thought I was like. He's going to Mount Royal. Hopefully Royal will be ready for it. <laughs> yeah, <but> it... <laughs> uh, little does he know, it's actually Camilla Parker Balls. <laughs> uh, it's just mounting a horse, isn't it? Uh, they do, of course, have Alvaro Ray to terrorise his former team after the transfer that brought Dominic Aguro to Toronto. Uh, except they don't. As Ray, of course, got the... Out of Columbus as soon as he could. One month and nine days and just 32 minutes of playing time before leaving due to family reasons back home. So, uh, yeah. I think he just wanted well to done. see what the inside of Randy Savage International Airport looked like. <laughs> that's Once a good you point. See it, that's it. Yes. Once you get the uh, tourist t shirt with the sunglasses on it, yeah. you're done. <laughs> yeah, that's all you have to do. Yeah, the planes with like the, the streamers kind of yeah. hanging off the wings yeah. and the wheels. Uh, Miss oh. Elizabeth Lounge. <laughs> yes. Whenever they land, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ding dong. Oh yeah. It's the best power ever. Yeah. <laughs> Farm cocktail chips are wonderful, by the way. They are. They're delicious. Thank mm-hmm. you, Duncan. Mm-hmm. Happy to spread the love. <laughs> this episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast is brought to you by Seabrook's Farm Cocktail Crisps. Lovingly made in Yorkshire. Quality and freshness approved. You can taste the anger. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of our Kiwi friend, Ryan Nelson... We're revisiting a, a little uh, argument we had early in the season where 
myself and others around this table predicted that Nelly would be out of a job. I said by July. There was one holdout, of course. Kristen, you, I, you won a bet over this? I did win a bet over this. It was a fantastic bet. Um, but, Kamal, are you enjoying that picture of you and that kit? It's fabulous. But now looking at Nelson, he's obviously still willfully employed by TFC. Has he improved or is he just surviving? Because they've played just good enough. Okay, so as much as I like Nelson, um, I do find his personal lack of progression a bit disturbing as the season goes on. It's, it's, it's so switches on and off for me in terms of there'll be a game I think he manages really well, and I'm like, oh, okay. I see a little bit of wheels turning, maybe not as quickly as I would like, but he's doing some okay things with the players he's got. And then he'll do something stupid with a lineup or with subs again. I'm like, okay, so did someone else just pull his strings that game? Um, however, there is no doubt that he is a large part of the reason for the team's current success and the current makeup um, due to players being signed because of a personal relationship or because of his reputation as a player and as a person that they are aware of or have played with. Um, so I feel like he's a good draw slash judge of talent. Maybe... He's a scout that has been elevated to this illustrious position. I'm not sure. But honestly... <laughs> illustrious. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice to our club. Mm. Um, honestly, I would still be okay with him being back next year. Not ecstatic or anything. I wouldn't be like, yes, Nelson is back. But he has not run this team into the ground. They are third in the East. They are going to make the playoffs. She says, knowing there's 13 games still to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Again, this team is slowly rounding into a good, solid team. So unless they have some magical coach that falls in their lap in the offseason, I think Nelly's not just here until the end of the season now. I think he starts next season. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's definitely improved. Um, he's understanding the talents and the skill set of what he has and how to use them defensively. His, his understanding of how to diversify the offense is slowly coming along. Not as fast as we kind of need to see, but I'm still a fan of how how the team now rarely does the TFC tradition of the 88th minute bench Sanchez. that we've grown to accept as as law. So, yeah, I think I'm with Kristen. He'll be around starting uh, starting in, in March. Yeah, I I tend to believe that too. I, I think only because it would just the optics of changing a manager, especially if they make the playoffs for the first time and by then he he would likely be the winningest manager in club history it, it would be unlikely for them to change that being said um, i mean his tactical prowess for me seems to still be where it was last season despite a fairly improved squad i don't think he's necessarily getting the best out of them although with injuries and stuff it's not always his choice his substitutions can be naive at times Mm-hmm. Um, I will give him one big kudo, I think, though, and this is the first, his, his, for his tenure at TFC is the first time, probably in club history, that there hasn't been any fires in the locker room that are public. Considering Dero, especially, when he signed, oh, if Dero doesn't, everyone's, if Dero doesn't play, there's, yeah, it's gonna explode. Dero's barely played, haven't heard a peep. Not a blip. I think it's probably, I think we've all probably figured out there's a agreement that Dero sees out the year. Obviously, he's not. Yeah, I think he'll retire. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he nurtured Gil slowly into the lineup. 
which you know there probably was pressure to pound him into the line right away and it's it's working out slowly so the players seem to like to play for him and that's there's something to that that doesn't last forever albeit no. so you know there's going to be yeah there's going to be a point where i don't think he can take this club too much further but uh, he's been a a good enough steward it's just once the club wants to be better than good enough mm-hmm. it's probably going to be one mm-hmm. yeah it sounds about right i'd say you know he's more surviving than really improving mm-hmm. seeing, you know it's not terrible and we do seem to be getting better a bit i mean i think after the world cup break you know the team seems to be trying to play a little more of an advanced kind of intelligent game rather than just sit back and counter attack so it would have been nice to you know go through that in pre-season and the early season rather than start that whole learning process halfway through but um, you know better late than never I guess so um, yeah I'm not convinced by him by any means I think he's more surviving than yeah he's really good now but yeah it's all right this episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast is brought to you by... The only rap album you need in 2014. Redux by Clint Dempsey. Featuring the hit singles, Fuck the Timbas. And DP Diana, a special duet with the departed Fulham Michael Jackson statue. Available now on Minidisc, Betamax, and Plastic Fisher-Price Records from Woolworth, Simpsons, Eaton's, and Consumers Distributing. Tell them you want to drop a deuce. Maduro, as we know, has this kind of unholy love for Papa John's pizza, and uh, recently, because he was back home, ordered it for everybody, I guess before the game and after the game. That seems like a lot of pizza for footballers. It's not before the game. I was tweeting about it. Yeah. Is Columbus his home? Well, he was there. He was there. Uh, one of his many what? transient homes. Exactly. He's pretty much calling him a tramp? <laughs> pretty much every city in MLS is going to have been his Oh, no, 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 that's, uh, what's his name? Um, Dominic Oduro. No, not Dominic Oduro. This is Nakajima Ferrer. No, no. Dominic Oduro. <laughs> no, he played for TFC. Cause Dominic Oduro. Dominic he just got traded like again to Dominic Oduro. Oh, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm Sturgis. Thank you, Nathan Sturgis. Oh, yes. Jesus. Hashtag inhumane. Hashtag. Did, did you see Container the nice picture that yet? he painted though for the impact of like, some kind of tiger? Oh, was it was Marco Devaya riding it? No, <laughs> oh, no. Shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. Was Piatti oh. running towards a sign that said New York 100 miles, <laughs> Miami 500 like, miles? Sort of inspirational. Yeah. Go team. Let's get. Mm-hmm. Let's get Tiger. Come on, boys. Oh yeah, common boys. Common boys. It was sweet. Instead of come on boys, common common boys. boys. It was like the best thing ever. That's a scarf. Hashtag common boys. That's a scarf. uh, To be fair, common boys very inhumane. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Duran Duran said so. Freudian slip of what he truly thinks of his teammates. Yes, it's going to be the reverse. A very good nickname for the impact. Here we go. Game hunger. What the fuck is common boys? Isn't it horrible? Just happened there. This guy's a professional footballing artist? <laughs> Maybe his real painting a, ability were still in one of his trunks. I think both of those okay. descriptions are it's loose. It's loading very, very slowly. Wow. But... Yeah. Hey. <clears throat> I think the tiger's inbred. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once this eventually properly loads. Why is he? Oh, there we go. Look, it's wearing a suit and tie and carrying a, a burst football. Uh, well, so that's bad. just going to ruin their yes. gameplay. You're not going to be able to play a good game with a burst football. That's going to ruin it for everyone. Yeah. That 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 is mm. inhumane. Wow. And then, yes. Game hunger. Come on, boys. Three points. Enough of this losing streak. To be fair, it got the job done. I wish there was a cover next to him, because then we could retweet it as the lion, the bitch, and the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Our final contestant today on the Caldwell Arms Accent Competition is representing the Emerald Isles of Ireland. Please welcome Waking the Red Rider, Kristen Knowles, who has absolutely no Irish in her, but will give it her best shot. Go, Kristen! D.D. Potato, when I'm not kissing the Blarney Stone with my trusty four-leaf clover on a brisk St. Patrick's Day morn, I can be found at the Caldwell Arms, where it's always a crack. You don't need the luck of the Irish to find this pot of gold. Cormac McCarthy. Top of the morning! That was something. What a competition. Wow. I am looking forward to my lucky, waving, inflatable tube, man, I've got to say. I think you're daft. Let's check ye oldie British ballot box for the results of the Caldwell Arms accent competition. In fourth place, we have Duncan with his attempt at sounding English. That's all right. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think bollocks. That this bollocks, dude. Where was, where's the authenticity? Really? So far. You didn't say chimney nor governor. Oh. Tied for second are the amazing. Bullshit. Mark and Tony! Not bad. Yeah, well done. That's pretty good. No, good, good job. job. Good job. Wait. Wait a minute. And that means the winner of the Caldwell Arms accent competition and winner of the exclusive TFC Wacky Waving Inflatable Two Men is Kristen O'Knowles! Woo! Oh my god, I can't thank you enough Fiddle for this honor. Oh, I just, this is, I've never won such a prestigious award. I'd like to thank my fans. Well, you really had to beat that Scottish Welsh one. Those were good. They were really, good. Really, really good. Really good. <laughs> I just don't want to say it. I love you guys. Do you need a tiny towel? I do. Recently, Jermaine Defoe had an article in, on, in Toronto Life magazine in which he listed the 10 things he could not live without. And there's some really hard-hitting stuff here, and we were wondering what our favorite TFC players of past and or present, they might not be able to live without. So number one, of course, on, on Jermaine's list and on many athletes' lists, is his Bible. That's believable. Absolutely. Uh, also favoring a Bible was former TFC defender Miguel Acevo. That Bible, of course, was cut out in the middle where he could keep a switchblade. <laughs> Uh, Aftershave, it was uh, Laurent Robert, uh, actually has his own line of Aftershave. It's called Le Shrug. Uh, (laughs) The adverts are very moody, black and white. Robert's topless as a topless model, kind of rubbing himself against him, lots of side boob and everything. He just looks at the camera, I don't care. (laughs) Le Shrug by Laurent Robert. Uh, So I went with uh, Jim Brennan and uh, Polo. Because... I was in high school. Only the douchiest guys. <laughs> I could not think of anything that better suited. Okay. Uh, number five is possibly one of the most interesting things here on the, the Defoe <laughs> list. And it's his hand cream. Laura Mercier. The best moisturizer in the world. 
and this is a quote from Jermaine. When I first got to Toronto, I was sitting in the locker room. Putting it on, the boys were all like, JD, what's that? I made them smell it, and now they all want to get some. Just let it's that never not funny. over you folks. It's never not funny. It's never not funny. Uh, gentlemen, what do you have as... Well, what goes better than with Polo Cologne <laughs> than Jim Brennan's Chet Brostein's facial hair wax? The best for douchey facial hairstylings. Dero has um, his own massage oil, muscle relaxant, joint relaxant, actually, for, you know, when you're signing <laughs> those large checks. The couple to the And this stuff is, you know, especially just for him. For those large checks, and it works wonders, I hear. I bet it's all natural and vegan. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. Derota. All right. Uh, number seven is uh, his pregame ritual. Uh, so he likes to have porridge with berries, not once, but twice. So once when he wakes up, and again in the afternoon. Uh, because the slower release energy works. As Mike Tyson said, discipline is doing what you hate to do, but nonetheless doing it. Like you love it. Mm. Says every wag that's ever visited your <laughs> I do think of self discipline when I think of Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. Cool. That is like mm, the, the first thing I come yes. up with. Yes. Speaking of slow release energy, <laughs> former TFC striker Danny Coovermans also liked a pregame meal. He liked pancakes and pig berries thrice once for breakfast, once at lunch, and once at halftime. Pigberries, of course, is the Rotterdam slang for pork meatballs. Um, though it was very expensive, and it probably uh, had a lot to do with uh, his his emergency loaning uh, contract, but uh, the fine china plates that Kenny Stamatopoulos required to smash before <laughs> every match, um, I kind of got him psyched up. I kind of psyched up pretty good. Nice. Well, there's only one of two hobbies a Greek could have, so... <laughs> this is the best! <laughs> That's for the best. Sometimes they combine both. <laughs> well, they didn't allow... That was particularly good. Oh, Smash! Smash! I, I wrecked that like plate. Smash. <laughs> like I wrecked your rectum. Smash! Anyway, so um. <laughs> this is a glorious thing. I don't know if, if this needs to be said. All right, number eight. It's a football. <laughs> <laughs> He turned into a Keebler elf. Gib <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Gala also has a football. It's uh, the ball he used to score against Real Madrid. It's a great pop when you're trying to sell a condo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this football scored against Real Madrid would look great in this den. It really brings the room together. <laughs> All right, uh, Dudley Borman. <laughs> oh, wow. Say what you want about this bit. A lot of guys are getting pressed that they never got oh before. God, yeah, we're, we're, I'm surprised how much coverage we're having. Four of us just go in random directions. Good luck with that, guys. We've had so little crossover. I'm impressed. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, Danley Borman is especially proud of his brand new Discman, which he uses to listen <laughs> to his boys to man CDs. <laughs> 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 Do you like the most random shit on TFC TV? You'll love the Vocal Minority Podcast. Oh, we need to get out of here. Uh, number 10 is the last item on the list, and good, good, good boy, Jermaine, uh, for uh, repping TFC wherever you go, apparently. It's his new TFC suit. Mm-hmm. You know, those fancy suits that the boys got. What's, uh,. What did you have on this? You know who else likes wearing an item of TFC clothing? (laughs) Colin Samuel. (laughs) He has kept and often wears his old TFC substitutes bib. (laughs) Now used as a bib. (laughs) So, yeah, Jacob Peterson, uh, his favorite item of clothing is uh, the Uncle Sam outfit that Apollo Creed wore in Rocky Apollo! Montreal's later is a bit just Montreal. Yes, Montreal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, hey. exactly. There's a. I can keep up on things. Montreal sandwich. Did, did we get to use two Mitsu songs? Like Mitsu, <laughs> two hot legs. <laughs> Mitsu. I'm very hot disappointed sand. she never made it to England during my teenage years. <laughs> oh, I missed out. The world would have should have had her to be honest. She's mm. like classy Sam Fox. Oh. Fagundes. Yeah. Yes. Sam Fox with a modicum of talent. True. Also hey true. now. What do you say about England's sweetheart? <laughs> the, that English rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is Elton John going to record a special <laughs> version of Candle in the Wind? Good. What? Goodbye. Good she probably did. Dirty bird. Well, I, I don't doubt it, but. Things are, rough. Some class, man. Things are rough in the late 90s. I'm sure Princess Di did that sort of shit as well, but he didn't sing about it, did he? Moving <laughs> <laughs> on. Excellent. That's some solid outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves a Princess Diamond joke. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> too soon? <laughs> listen to this filthy... Smarties. I was listening to this filthy Canadian, Canadian stealing Smarties. Ooh. Canadian only? Really? Heard of, heard of a company called Roundtree? Yeah. I, this, we're furious. Yeah. Oh, you're furious. <laughs> you're Candy t- monger over there. You're, you're trying to claim Smarties as a Canadian... Are they called Smarties, though? Yes. Oh, you mean where they were invented? In England? Oh, my God. And did they eat the red ones last? 
No, I but the orange ones taste like orange. Sorry, only here. That's it, disgusting. If you want to change up to coffee crisp, cool. I Go ahead. Take it. Want big no, turkey? No, no, no. Crispy crunch. Yeah. Enjoy them. Oh, Henry, feel your boots. No, Smarties know. are ours. I honestly didn't know that. The Milky Bars are on us. Hey, in Canada, did Smarties used to come in a tube when you, when you flipped the top off, there was a letter no. on the other side. Oh, my God. I've made no, my error. No. Fuck off. No, we had a civilized box. Did they taste? Did the orange one taste like orange? No. Thank God. Yeah, really. Fuck orange Smarties. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, you and Derek can go have fun. Oh, I didn't orange, know. Gross shit. I literally didn't know. That escalated quickly. <laughs> Barely did. <laughs> uh, one thing I would like to say, you've mentioned a couple of times now, the uh, the deep dish pizza. I would like to say to anyone listening to Chicago, what the fuck is is with that? That's quiche. <laughs> He that's makes it. a strong point. If that's quiche, I'm a real man. Yeah. Or not a real man. I'm a big foof. Because I'll eat that all day long. Ugh, awful. I know. It's just not good no, pizza. It's in a motorboat pizza. Yeah, I'll, I'll motorboat <laughs> that deep dish. Is that? The pepperoni's going left and right. <laughs> <laughs> this clearly wasn't our mother's Brazilian national team. Definitely the more, one of the more placid. Wow. Uh, Sorry, I just got to take my mother's Brazilian. Wow. Um, my mother's a fancy lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start this whole thing. <laughs> we got a note take some things. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, our stadium and kit podcast would yeah. be oh, amazing yeah. and listened by almost nobody. Yes. Because we are the target audience, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Tony, that bit you did last week was so good. <laughs> Comment section. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do. Uh, we'll just do. Bang on again, yeah. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two ratings. I'm fucking stars. Easily one of the top 100 kid and stadium podcasts available today. And that's what we call it, too. The Kit and Stadium Podcast. But have uh, no funny name. <laughs> it just starts like, welcome to joining us for this Kit and Stadium Podcast. Tony, did you see that new Peruvian kit that came out from uh, Elian's Lima? <laughs> All this is because we just look at look at a kit, comment, and go to the next one. Yeah. There's no structure to it. One star. I thought the kitten stadium thing was about kittens. <laughs> <laughs> there was no kitten talk. Where's, where's false advertising since the Yorkies? <laughs> There's no dogs there. I followed them on Twitter for two months. He was talking about Rob Ford and soccer. <laughs> no talk of the chocolate bar or the, or the dog food. Bullshit. Put out the dog blog. Oh, that's right. That's me. Hey, everybody. No. Oh. Oh, you, 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 you pre-bitchy. You bitchied in your pants. <laughs> you bitch. Ah! 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 We need to make an intro for this. Nicely done, boys. That was good. Cats do the best ultra chance.
And then you have to have one cat that still wants to continue it at the back. And no one answers. It's done. Count to four. Drunken prick. It's the Kitty Tikio song. We sing it at the ninth minute for all his lives. Ideal because it had you know, it's like some of us just saying Dickio, some of us going Danny Dickio in the middle, you know, it ca- oh, catches like true, the yeah. ideal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good cross section. Find out who real supporting cats yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Those yes. fucking Scottish folds that just show up now and again. And another fine fellow on the interwebs is Mr. Duncan D. Fletcher. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, goodbye! Classic Duncan. Yes. Where we're not drunk. <laughs> Don't get this. Oh. <laughs>